You are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hi, fellas. And today, we're going to be talking about uh, coronavirus conspiracy theories and whether or not to open up the country right now. Nate, you're just commenting that uh, about Trump closing the borders yeah. today or yesterday. You know, I've I've tried to be kind of Switzerland on Trump. This, to me, is just, I don't understand. If you want to come here as a legal immigrant, just to be free in our country, I welcome you. I don't know. That upset me when I saw that last night. It's got to be just a political move at this point because aren't there already enough restrictions on... No, it's not the time for that crap, though. It's petty. Yeah. And I don't yeah. mean Tom. I think it highlights something that's really a problem. You have someone who's president who needs to stay president in order to potentially not go to prison and who is a selfish and when you combine those two with the pandemic, you have decisions made that are likely selfish-based rather than for the good of the country. He needs the economy to recover. Like, he will win or lose the election potentially on what happens in the next month. Do you guys feel like he's doing a good job handling this? My opinion is that we need a federal response on testing and that he is passing the buck. Yes. On So it's a political move to say states make their own decisions. Because if if it ends up to where the states reopen, nothing really bad happens, the economy recovers, then he gets to take credit for that. But if it ends up where states reopen and all of a sudden we see a resurgence, he gets to pass the buck on the mm-hmm. blame. When the main thing that I think we probably need right now is extensive testing. And that can only be orchestrated at a federal level. And I don't think that's being done at the level that we need it at. That's what he needs to focus on extensive testing so that we even know where we're at. Trump did release his plan for a plan for reopening the country. And it included that there must be a certain qualifiers like a downward trajectory in new cases over a 14 day period. Hospital capacity has to be proven to meet the trajectory. There has to be increased testing and a a tracking system developed. And so the problem is like, this hasn't been done yet in a lot of states. And in some of the states that he tweeted liberate, those states haven't, didn't even achieve what the White House guidance was for opening. And yet at the same time, he's tweeting liberate. So he's tweeting against his own guidance for opening a state. The the plan I think is a good plan with the different phases and the different kind of, you got to meet all these different parameters to move to the next phase. I think that's good. To do it state by state because, you know, there's states that are bad like New York and New Jersey and Michigan and other places. And then there's states like Wyoming and Montana and places like that that hardly have any cases. So why completely lock them down forever? I mean, I think the big question is, when are you going to be willing to take the risk of going out? That's the thing. You have to, though, at some point. At some point, you just got to say, we got to return to normal life or there won't be an economy left to come back to. But if you return too early and a spike happens again, then you could permanently damage the economy that you'll never come back to. So you heard Trump say that this is the biggest decision I'll ever make as president. I, I even like kind of check myself because I'm like, I still have a job. I'm still working. So my viewpoint on all of this, as far as opening the economy is probably slanted and slanted towards not opening right away. 
and being more cautious. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I was out of money and out of food, I would be like, let's open this thing. And if I had a small business, I would be slanted the other way. So I totally understand that. Um, and I think it's good to be important to watch out for those own biases that you may care. Everyone carries. Retail is yeah. going to get destroyed. There's already been three or four bankruptcies since it started of big, mm-hmm. big retailers like nationwide retailers. They said JC Penney's is they can't make it another month. Is that an article that came out in 2012? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that they'd be one of the last ones standing? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of protesting in either one of your guys' states? There were signs up that there was going to be a woman for Trump type of protest on the side of the road, but there was no one there. It was just outlined. (laughs) It was just a woman, a singular woman. (laughs) I guess they couldn't find a woman to stand there. So now the protests, because they're so like visually and like striking, it's a misrepresentation of the actual percentage of people that want to reopen like this. Yes. You get a couple hundred people in a protest. That's really not a big percentage of people. But it looks crazy, you know, so it gets a lot of coverage. I don't mind a little bit of that civil disobedience every once in a while just to remind people of their rights. I just, anytime they're interviewed, I guess really anytime anyone is interviewed protesting, they can, they never really have very logical arguments regardless of the side. But it feels like in this one in particular, the arguments were pretty crazy when they actually held a microphone up to people. It was all like, this thing's not going to get me down. I'm not going to let it. As if you could apply a personal, uh, what's that called in literature where they apply anthropomorphism? When you make it like it's like it's a character, when it's not, it's just a, it's just a thing. But you have no control. Yeah, that comes from Trump, though, because he calls it the hidden enemy, right? Which I think is a very. It just adds more to the uh, conspiracy thing in my book when he keeps calling it the hidden enemy. So, and what then, conspiracy theory is that? Uh, that he's talking about the deep state. Well, let's get into the, what are the, so the major conspiracies right now, there's obviously the 5G one, which was a little bit earlier. People thought it was, uh, you know, 5G because it came along around the same time as the coronavirus. And so some people started setting fire to 5G towers in Europe or something. Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, uh, I think I read something like 50, 50 towers got yeah, attacked in, in just some videos. Videos. And then a bunch of people getting assaulted, some of the workers getting so assaulted. Wasn't there something about people saying that it can harm your cells or mutate your cells or something and make Mm. the virus more potent, I guess, against people. I think they were saying it was like kind of an amplifier for it. I heard John Cusack had a tweet about it and got so much crap that he immediately deleted it. Then there's the the Bill Gates one where he's obviously been pushing very hard for vaccinations all around the world uh, for years and uh, investing a lot in, in trying to get a vaccination for this. Now, he did an AMA on Reddit, which apparently he does sort of often, and someone had asked him about tracking people with it, and whatever he said, he claims was misinterpreted, because the conspiracy theory is he wants to start tracking people through the vaccine and use this opportunity to vaccinate the world and then implant with the vaccination some kind of computerized tracking RFID, a radio frequency ID. Okay. Is there any grounds to that at all? It just seems very convoluted. The thing that troubles me about Bill Gates is he had a big vaccination program he was helping run in India and they ended up kicking him out of the country. I can't remember the whole article, but it basically said the whole thing went wrong and uh, more kids ended up getting sick after the vaccinations that his charity was using and he was trying to take over their 
or he was trying to kind of overstep his bounds in their medical mm. area. And that got him kind of him and his whole organization booted out. And I know in Africa too, they've kind of worn out their welcome, I guess, as far as help. So he seems to be overstepping his bounds. It sounds like and when he goes to these different places and that I don't understand, why not go to India and say, what do you need? You know, you got to open checkbook, just say, what do you need? And not say, oh, I've got this program I want to implement. Uh, he's not a doctor. He doesn't know. That's what bothers me about him. But doesn't he have all the resources of medical professionals? I know that, I mean, he's a really smart guy. Doesn't he understand this stuff like a doctor would? Maybe he doesn't have a degree, but I'm sure he has the resources of those people. And is the India thing even checked out? It's a story I, I read on a reputable website. It was like a Reuters type. It wasn't Breitbart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Netflix, I think it was documentary on Bill Gates about his uh, trying to cure a couple things. Malaria, um, I think. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's like all in devoted to figuring out world issues. I mean, I don't know. It looked, it was fascinating. After, after I watched it, I got uh, looked at him in a more positive light. I should probably watch that. What's it called? Inside Bill's Brain. I'll watch it. The other uh, conspiracy theories are that uh, coronavirus was created by China to destroy the United States economy or the world economy because there was a lab in Wuhan where it started that monitored and studied coronavirus in bats. But scientifically, that's been proven false, that it was not created essentially in a laboratory. It, it happened in nature somehow. Yeah, people believe it. Uh, I saw a recent yeah. poll maybe yesterday, a couple of days ago, that said 30% of people think it was uh, either created in a lab uh, either intentionally or unintentionally. And yeah, they, I think I'm they one of that 30%. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, you're telling was, me yeah. the city where the one of the world's biggest virology labs is, and this is not from there in any way, shape, or form, I find that hard to believe. But By comparing the available genome sequence data, we can firmly determine that this SARS-CoV-2 originated through natural causes. Hey, I'm reading an article that says scientists are tired of explaining why the COVID-19 virus was not made in a lab. It's a rumor that just won't die. It says it's weird because uh, Aaron, I always hate how you pull it. facts out. It takes all the <laughs> you just sucked all the fun out of it. Why are these things fun? Because you want something more. Because we have meaning-making brains. There's been lots of studies on why people believe conspiracy theories. One of the main things is that people that are vulnerable, the people that feel vulnerable are more likely to believe a conspiracy theory. I would say I feel vulnerable. I'd say I'm uh, <laughs> probably insecure and have anxiety. And I'd say I'd probably fit neatly into that category. But I just, I find it, I, I don't understand how someone could not at least find it interesting. Yeah, it's definitely Not saying you believe it or don't believe it. You can conclude yeah. whichever you like or or just say i'm not gonna conclude but to not find it interesting i love those q posts i love reading new q posts every day and trying to figure out what they mean because they're so cryptic and i think that's what some people don't like about q stuff is they just think it's just a bunch of garbage and it's i'm not going to research this on my i think it's meant for you to research on your so own what's q's position on the coronavirus I think they think it's real, but way, way overblown, basically just like a new strain of the flu and it's being manipulated by the deep state and uh, globalists, like people that want the new world order, you know, in order to lock, lock everything down and get everything under control and then implement their, their plan. Going back to the, you know, um, one of the conspiracy theories that 
the uh, the vaccine is going to contain some type of chip to be able to track people isn't part of the um you know the re- response to to reopening that you're going to have to not only test but but trace people yeah the contact they call it contact tracing contact i don't, tracing. I don't yeah, like so that very- I think we all understand it, right? I mean, why they would want to find out where you are and who you've been in contact with. They said they can more or less do it with phones, like your phone. They can find a way to ping your phone, yeah, find out Bluetooth who you've, what, where you've been and who you've been kind of around at least. Because you have to do it you to have understand. To do it. Yeah, you have to do it. It's just a matter of what do you do with the information. Yeah. And, and who do we trust with that information? I don't like it. I just don't, you know, if you want to, yeah. if you want to run yeah. naked down the street, with a Playboy, be my guest. I don't care. Personal freedom. Why? Why do you carry a Playboy? Yeah. Why, why are you running? It's a it's a Braille Playboy. So. <laughs> okay. Are there any of these conspiracy theories that you guys give any credence to? The one I have that I, I found that I find just interesting, and you, you probably will too, based on geography, is that the places that have the worst outbreaks are located along mm-hmm. the forty degree parallel line. Mm-hmm. Which is really strange, um, but it's a strange coincidence. Uh, or, or could it be more? I don't know. Is that because that's where the population density is? There's another one about uh, overlaying a map of the 2016 election with a map of the cases and you know the outbreaks, and it kind of overlays. But then again, you have dense cities, right? And they also tend to skew. Uh, Democratic rural areas tend to skew Republican, which is also potentially why people in rural areas want the states to open back up. They don't see it as such of a, they don't see the uh, intensity of it that's in the urban areas and their real lives. And also the urban areas are not their same culture. And so there's just a, there's a motivation there to say, Hey, they don't care about us. Why should we care about them? Our, we're fine. Reopen. Yeah. Let, I think there's some resentment there. I think you're right. I think there's a, save let's save our economy like our economy in eastern iowa or our economy in oregon and they like saying like the governor of what is it alabama and this is what you always hear alabama is not new york city i mean that's what she said and maybe it wasn't alabama it was one of the southern states but georgia georgia reopened today yeah but that's an ethos that they love having anyway it's a pride that they have of their own area against urban centers one of the arguments that i hate the most hearing is thousands of people die from falling off a motorcycle or a bike every day. We don't shut the country down. (laughs) I've been using that argument pretty much daily with people. (laughs) Nate. Tens of thousands of people die by a vending machine falling on them every day too. So, but vending machines falling on you aren't contagious like it doesn't other vending machines don't see it and start falling <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they're not falling at it that's uh, probably the best argument to that i've ever heard <laughs> they're not increasing at like a, a upward trajectory in the amount of falling you don't go in the break room and there's 20 more vending machines <laughs> <laughs> exactly Uh, you know, some of the other things are uh, these purported treatments, like drinking silver, which could turn your skin blue. Um, oh my gosh, colloidal silver! Colloidal silver, right? Oh, didn't oh, the one guy drink? Started. Didn't the one guy drink fish tank cleaner because it has uh, chloroquine in it? Yeah, one guy. Not did. even the medical grade stuff. It's just like a <laughs> variant of it. 
<laughs> who like who does that? Well, but Trump did mention it. He should not be naming treatments. If if Dr. Fauci or Brick or is it Bricks? If either one of the doctors want to mention one, it's not just the that it could be deadly. It's that I think, uh, I don't know if you guys saw John Oliver on Sunday, but he was like, now people that need it, that have lupus, um, it's there's a yeah. shortage on it. I saw a study came out from the VA that says it does not help. And in fact, yeah. uh, the cases that they studied that the patients they gave it to were more likely to die than those they did not give it to. We've got to have think- a, we, we can't just have therapeutics. We got to have some sort of vaccine against it. If only there was some billionaire <laughs> investor that would be <laughs> helping this I know. process. Oh man! If only there was somebody that was interested in it enough. Hmm. Um, I don't know any, so I'll let you know <laughs> if I meet one. Cocaine? Did you know cocaine protects against the the virus? Talk up. Um, <laughs> uh, drinking cow urine uh, that also uh, provides you with protection. So those are a couple of the other funny ones. Uh, another one yeah. too, and it, it's a bi- kind of a byproduct of this, but some people are saying that uh, Greta uh, Thunberg uh, created it so that it helps her fight climate change. They said Greenland has like 30 gigatons more snowpack than it did before this started. <laughs> so do people that think she created it now believe that climate change is real? <laughs> or do they have to ignore that part? Yeah, they have to ignore that <laughs> and just say, oh, she did it because... Yeah. So then why would they be mad at her in the first <laughs> place? The uh, slap assin. <laughs> the ass slapping. App, last, yes. app, app slapping. Slap happen. <laughs> what is it? Ass slapping. <laughs> ass slapping sports action. <laughs> so yeah. it, was, it was not much sports action, but. Um, you know, I think this time being positive, you know, I'd like to give an attaboy ass slap to Derek Jeter for uh, donating his five million dollar a year salary so that uh, some more office staff could get paid through May. So I saw that. That's cool. Yep. He gets a good old hearty ass slap. Yeah, triple uh, ass slap for you. <laughs> didn't uh, Zion Williamson do that? The same thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he gave for he the people that work at that uh, stadium, the basketball stadium. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good for good for those guys. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the Think Funny Podcast. For Nate Sadler and Matt Donnelly, I'm Aaron Donnelly. Check us out on Twitter at ThinkFunnyPodC1. And uh, if you'd like to email us with questions or comments, it's ThinkFunnyPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Vending machines falling on you aren't contagious. Like other vending machines don't (laughs) see it and start falling. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aarondonley.com for today's show notes and much more. (laughs) 